Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everyone, on this July Monday to episode 34. Uh, it's me again, your host Chris. Joining with me is Mailman Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, hello everyone and welcome back. Apparently I am now Mailman Matthew, so welcome to the Outlift Podcast and enjoy the ride. Do we not like Mailman Matthew? We can always change it. We can go back to Jumbo Johnson. I was just, you know. No, no it, it, you tried something new and I'm glad it fits. K is going to be Klondike K from now on. I'm just kidding. Why, because I'm... I'm cold. No. <laughs> no, you're the Reverend Doctor because you do religious magic on our edits. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, good evening, everyone, by the way. <laughs> hey, I've been having a long day. A bunch of guys on MeWe told me I was a communist suck bag. So, Ooh, you know. you're not. I knew, I knew I liked something about you. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I was pretty sure you were. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping one day I'm getting him there inch by inch, issue by issue. I'm like a bad inseam on a pair of pants. I keep pushing Matt to the left. A bad inseam. It doesn't hurt any that like I was pretty much promised since the day I was born that there was this amazing American dream waiting for me when I was an adult. And uh, the American dreams to be seems to be screwing over the working class. So we just don't grow domestic. Apparently it's our major export. (laughs) Well, you know, like I said last week, when it comes to democracy and freedom and successfulness and actual human rights we're, we're like a bad drug dealer you know you don't get high on our own supply we just push yeah <laughs> we don't use we just push Merco. so uh it's been a it's been a hell of a week in that uh american dystopia of not using our own stuff uh we got a lot going on uh we got uh, i mean have you guys seen i mean this isn't anything we're going to go in depth into but did you guys see the turnaround on fox news once the stock market tanked Jesus that, Christ. Uh, yeah. we, shit, man. All of a sudden, what's his name is now saying go get the damn vaccine. Who was it? It was uh it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't Tucker the clan Carlson. No, it wasn't Tucker Carlson. It was the well, it was the I, old bastard. Yeah, Sean Hannity uh had to come out and uh and basically say, like, the virus is real, go get a goddamn vaccine because the stock market's freaking out. Holy shit, Sean Hannity does look like an older fatter Papa John guy. I fucking told you. <laughs> I never noticed it before. Yeah, he's like Wish Papa John's coming to Fox News. Oh, man. Well, and every Republican has done a complete 180 on this subject. Every? And it's because damn no, near. I, I disagree, actually. Most yeah, of Fox say. News is still pushing anti-vax bullshit. Mm, I don't know. There's a whole lot of them that are that have turned around on this. I mean, there's definitely some, but no, the majority of them are still holding, holding fast to the uh, way to own the libs by dying of Rona. God, I remember when Fauci called out Rand Paul, which, by the way, talk about oh. fucking moment of the month, man. Ma, chef's yeah. kiss. Oh, when he just took a shit right on him. Like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I loved it. Yep. And for those of you who don't know, basically, uh, Fauci was in a congressional hearing and uh, pro- professional chode sucker Rand Paul, who's just, again, Rand Paul is a nut job. He makes Ron Paul look sane. Um, he is a tinfoil hat, conspiracy loving QAnon. He's just he's fucking nuts. He runs on his dad's laurels and he's a total con man. He's been found to be absolutely embezzling money and blackmailing people. He's just an absolute fucking con man. 
he tries to intimidate Fauci. Basically, what happened was they came out there and they said, well, you know, have you been doing gain of function research? And they went, no, of course, we're not funding. We weren't funding gain of function research. And it What's turns gain of out function research, research for those that don't know. Gain of function research is basically scientific research where they take a virus and they will either do things like, you know, artificially and scientifically increase its transmit, you know, its ability to transmit or its ability to jump from zoological to human, you know, that kind of thing, so that we can do research on how to prevent it, how to do vaccines. There's a lot. Again, I am not. I am not a, a researcher. Anyone who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about can tell you a lot more than I can. But that is the gist of what gain of function is. Yeah. And basically what Rand Paul has been trying to accuse, not Fauci of, but he's trying to push the narrative that the COVID-19 virus was engineered in a lab. It's the typical racist Chinese bullshit thing that we talked about on our China episode. And even if it was, it doesn't matter, but his sources are horseshit and it's an absolute bullshit document that's not real. And he's trying to intimidate Fauci by saying, well, you know, it's a lie. And it turns out, yes, the, the U.S. government did send some funding to Wuhan because of course we were doing coronavirus research. We always do coronavirus research, and it's ridiculous to not join forces with other nations' labs. We were not paying for gain-of-function research. If this bullshit tinfoil hat document turns out to be true, they were doing it illegally and not within the parameters of the, of the, uh, of the funding. This is the document and the theory that Rand Paul is pushing. It's just this same nonsense. And again, that intimidation was nothing more than that. He was trying to get Fauci to falter because if you can make Fauci scared enough or worried he'll say the wrong thing, he might double speak, he might backtrack on something, and then there you get your soundbite for Fox News to be like, see, Fauci doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Instead, Fauci finally, for the first time, fucking grew a pair and got real tired of these assholes uh, and basically told Rand Paul he had no idea what the hell he was talking about. In those words, said, you don't know what you're talking about, and then called him a liar. Yep. And uh, and it was beautiful to see Fauci actually call them out for this in real time at a congressional hearing. This wasn't some interview later. It was face to face. And it was it was the best we're ever going to get for Fauci actually giving him the bird, which may happen now at this point. Fauci basically had no choice but to do this. Yeah. Rand Paul has done nothing but try to discredit him has tried to get him to back down on things in this particular case. He read to him, read him the law on perjuring to Congress to try to intimidate him. And Fauci basically picked up the report and was like, this report that you're talking about, no, it does not say that. And you are flat out wrong and you're a liar. Yeah. And his only argument is semantics, which is how they tend to fight. You know, he's going with this. Well, it was research to try to gain a function. That's gain a function. How fucking dare you? And basically, Fauci said, first of all, it's just not fucking true. Secondly, if it is, that's not what we were actually funding. And thirdly, you don't know what gain-of-function research actually is. Because as layman's, yes, we hear it gained a function and gain-of-function, and we equate the two. Now, it is okay to do that generally, but when you're actually trying to make policy and you don't understand the science... You cannot rely on grammar and fucking nursery rhymes. I don't care if one term sounds like another. You have the world's leading virology expert in front of you. 
uh, you know, I saw this meme that, that that reminded me of this, where it's you know basically like someone says me, you know, goes to college, earns bachelor's in science, gets master's in science, gets PhD in science, does research for over a decade on something. Some guy sitting on the toilet who barely passed high school. Bullshit. It's that same thing. Fucking Rand Paul doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He's a moron who believes in the most ridiculous conspiracy theory. I mean, he's 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 Marjorie Taylor Greene Jewish space laser level of of nut job. And he sits there and goes, well, gain of function, it gained a function. It's like gain of function research has a far more specific and nuanced definition. I was actually reading on it, and I had to read five pages of a document that exists to explain it to idiots like me. And that's how long it took. It is, it is nuanced, and there are very specific researches that are gain-of-function and those that aren't. Not just things that you want to lump together because green eggs and fucking ham. That's what Rand Paul has done. And Fauci didn't stand for it. And Fauci actually pointed out that he has no idea what the hell he's talking about. He hasn't taken the time to either read up on it and learn, or B, trust experts who have done that. Like, it's fine if you don't have the time. If you're not someone who wants to read a fucking medical journal or listen to, you know, an actual scientist tell you what they're doing, it's okay to be like, I don't have that time. That's not my wheelhouse. That's fine. But then don't tell them they're wrong and you know what they're doing. If you don't know how to fix your car, that's okay. (laughs) I don't know how to fix my car. I'm not a fucking mechanic, you know? I have no idea if all of a sudden my car caught fire and made a weird noise. I might have a couple of guesses, but I cannot pull over and fix the car myself. I would have mm-hmm. to see a mechanic. And then if I go to the mechanic and he's like, oh, this and this and this is wrong. I can't be like, bullshit. Let me tell you what the fucking problem <laughs> is. And that's what Rand Paul is doing. He's literally talking to a virology expert, an authority in the field. And is basically equating terms because they sound similar. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Because the right has successfully cultivated this narrative where any science, any science whatsoever that disagrees with their established dogma is political. It is just a a scientist that is working some political angle because they care more about politics than they do about truth. That's the narrative the right has been pushing and they've done it successfully. And every single one of the right-wing idiotic nutjobs that follows this bullshit believes that. That that is why it doesn't matter that Rand Paul sounds like a fucking buffoon to anyone with more than two brain cells to rub together. Oh, speaking of sounding like a buffoon, by the way, my bad. Uh, he's a immunologist, not a virologist. Great. It doesn't matter how stupid Rand Paul is or how stupid the things he's saying. All he has to do is imply that Fauci is lying to serve some political purpose and everyone on the right will believe it. They won't question it. They won't think about it for more than two seconds. Nope. That, that's what they do. That's what they do. They, they don't agree with me and their site. What do these scientists know? But exactly that's but that's why it matters. That's why I I, I butted in to make to correct myself because I was wrong. I said he was a virologist on image because facts matter, terms matter. And if you find out you don't know something and you're presented with information that is more accurate, you give the more accurate information. You don't tell an authority in the field of immunology to go fuck themselves on national television. Yeah, uh, when someone is literally the foremost immunologist on the planet. I think you should listen to him pretty much about anything he says. I don't care what he's actually talking about. If he told me that my car actually needed a new wheel bearing, I would probably actually listen to Dr. Fauci. 
regardless of whether he is a mechanic or not, because he's fucking smart. I would at least take him seriously and not accuse him of felonies for suggesting it. Right? That's where you see the difference in the way people on the left tend to think versus people on the right. People on the left trust experts, people that are respected in their field, people that have put work in. People on the right trust politicians that make them feel good and scare them. Yeah. But when when does the actual right wing care about efficacy or effectiveness in what they're talking about? Because that's the that's the fault of the conservative argument. Okay, just like the fault of the liberal argument is me, me, me. It's all about what I care about. It's the one thing I will absolutely give to the right is is the facts don't care about your feelings argument is far more appropriate for the right wing. But they make a good point is that liberals tend to care about their feelings and what makes them happy and what makes them feel better, they also fail to look at what is actually important, which is why you'll typically find liberals with a pet cause or two, and they don't care about anything else. But the right wing never cares about the truth. Like, that's the one difference is they they will, they will go against the truth. So one of the things that happened this week was, uh, you know, people are going to hear about the news. This one kind of flew under the radar a bit. There's been a lot going on uh, with Rona. There's been a lot going on with uh, January 6th, with the stock market, with Fauci, with, you know, the world's largest asshole flying on a giant dick around the earth. But this is hugely important. A Texas federal judge basically declared DACA unconstitutional. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with the term, DACA is the it's the Obama era. Uh, that's when it came out. Uh, it's the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Program. What this does is it lets kids who were brought here while they were undocumented, usually because their parents were, but they've only known this country. They've been here their entire lives. Um, And they could hopefully get citizenship and at least earn it somehow, go to school, have basic constitutional protections, and not get deported. Well, you you know how Texans and Republicans don't like skin tones that are darker than freshly fallen snow. So a Texas federal judge, his name is Andrew Hannon. uh, And remember, kids... The vulnerable aren't facing racist Gestapo action brought on by gods or strangers or unknown forces. This is happening and being done to us by frail human beings who are mortal. They have names, addresses, and phone numbers. So remember, U.S. District Court Judge Andrew Hannon is the one who did this. And you can look up his office's number and we can all collectively spam the shit out of his life. For doing this, we can fill him with angry emails and phone calls and protests. So everyone go ahead and take note of District Court Judge Andrew Hannon, who decided that people who are brown should get deported, even if they've been here their whole life, and he should flaunt federal law. So what did he do specifically, right? So this festering pile of shit, uh, he basically found that DACA is, he found that DACA is unlawful. I'm reading from his brief now. It's unlawful and the Department of Homeland Security can no longer approve new applicants into the program, uh, which has, by the way, it's given permits and protections from deportation to over 600,000 people in America. That's how many people have died of coronavirus. This is how many people this program has saved and kept from being thrown into countries they've never been. People who would be literally deported and thrown into a war zone in El Salvador. This has saved them and let them keep the lives that they know. So this is what he's mm-hmm. tearing down. It's the ability for an American to stay here and keep the life they've had their whole life. 
So basically, there was a lawsuit filed. It was Texas and eight other states got together, and they basically asked the court to end DACA, because uh, it's a federal court, arguing that it was unconstitutional and that it forced states to bear extra costs from providing DACA recipients with services like education. And, and this is where we go into the right doesn't care about the truth. Every single study by any reputable source that has literally ever been done, and DACA's been around for a over a decade now, every study has shown that it improves communities and that every single state has benefited from it. All of them. Texas, the one who's bitching about it the most because they have a whole lot of immigration from their border, they have benefited greatly from DACA because it has provided people with health insurance, with education, and with basic civil services, which has actually lowered the cost of having to do things like childcare, policing, people who go to the hospital and can't pay the bill and don't have any insurance, that kind of thing. It has saved the state of fortune, but yet they're going to claim it's costing them and remove it literally for the purpose of racism. I mean, this is, it, it really is the I don't like Mexicans law is what they're <laughs> trying to do. Um, I mean, this is no, di- this is, I, I I would challenge either of you to tell me how this is any different than and the anti-Semitic laws we saw in like pre-Kristallnacht, like Third Reich, Germany, because this is literally targeting people for no reason. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get an argument for either of the rest. I think we're, no. we're both in agreement. Um, I'm just including you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, so yeah. do I. Uh, I. I actually know someone who uh, directly benefits from DACA. Uh, I worked with him. Is it the great state of Texas? Because that's who would <laughs> somebody who does. No, no, it's here in, in Southern California. But point is, is he was brought here when he was like two and a half by his parents and his parents were never able to gain citizenship. He's lived here his entire life. He knows no other country. He's like 23 or 24 years old. Yeah, he's a little older than that, like 25 or 26. Pardon me. He literally has never known anything but Southern California. He's never traveled anywhere else in the country for fear. He's gone to school because here in California, we let anybody go to school, which is the way it should be. His parents have never rented an apartment under their own name or anything like that. He's never been to been able to either until DACA, until he was able to sign up for that. He could not actually get a job that didn't pay cash because He didn't have a way to be employed and it's allowed him to move forward in his life and actually do something other than continue to skate around the outside. He's actually got health care now, so he doesn't have to just go to the hospital and hope that it gets taken care of. He can actually do the things that the rest of us do because now he has some path to citizenship and it's been severely stunted recently, but it's good for everyone that it that it encompasses and it's good for the states where they allow it to work yeah in, in, in for everyone you know it, it's one it, it's this no brainer that there is no one this doesn't work for and yet we're constantly told that it's a problem and it costs money and and, and it's ridiculous it, again it, it's an argument that has no basis in fact just racism yeah pretty much so speaking of federal nonsense, uh, I hear there was uh, there was a kerfuffle about seven months ago. Yeah, a little that bit. That is coming to light. Some of you, some of you may have heard this. Um, <laughs> there was a little incident at, at on January sixth that some of you might remember, where a bunch of racist Nazis gathered around their orange Fuhrer, 
Uh, he riled them all up and told them to storm the Capitol, and they obliged. And uh, shockingly, shockingly, there are members of Congress that kind of want to know what the fuck is going on. Uh, who was coordinating this? Who, if anyone, might have helped from within Congress? And exactly what led to this and, and why the ball was dropped in so many ways. Because anyone that was following this saw that uh, the Capitol Police were caught with their fucking pants down. I'm sure there were more than a few of the off-duty ones were amongst the crowd storming the Capitol. We talked about that before, too. Yeah, we did. We absolutely did. But so essentially what happened here, the long and the short of it, because there's there's not like boring details to get into. The simple fact is that Pelosi... And, and a few Republicans, I think even um, Lindsey Graham was on the record as being for this, at least uh, as far back as um, I think it was right after. I don't know if it was if he's still towing that line or if he's backed in line with uh, Republicans on this. But at, at least originally he had advocated for something similar to the 9-11 Commission. Now, for those of you that don't remember this, this is the commission that was held after 9-11 to essentially investigate what the fuck happened, how it happened, analyze the chain of events, see where everything fell short. And that's what they're, they've been trying to get going here for a while. And of course- And no one read it. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody read it. Nobody read it. But that's what Pelosi's been trying to push. And Democrat, and again, Pelosi, Schumer, and congressional Democrats have been trying to push for this. And they've been roadblocked by uh, Republicans at every, pretty much every step of the way. None of them want to do this, especially McCarthy. He's the one that's been pretty much leading this. But it's happening. Commission was pretty much on its way. McCarthy's job was to put up five Republicans for you know this bipartisan commission. And he did. But here's the problem with that. <laughs> Three of the five voted against uh, the results of the election. So basically, he put the dog in charge of guarding the sandwich. Exactly, exactly. And Pelosi, for two of them, was like, no, fuck you. This isn't going to happen. I'm rejecting these two. She has the power to do that? She does. She absolutely does. I, I honestly didn't know that. Yeah, Speaker of the House, man. Yeah, it is not something that is typically done. This is a this is a rare thing. This is very rare, especially for Democrats, which, as we know, have no fucking balls. They're going to let Republicans pull whatever bullshit they ever want to they want to do, and they've always done it. Whenever Republicans try to stack the deck, the Dems just kind of go like, "Well, you know, bipartisanship. Let's let it happen." But Pelosi, I'll give her credit for this one. She's put her fucking foot down and said no, and she said no to um. Two of them, Jim Jordan and Jim Banks, Jim Jordan especially, who's like basically Trump's lapdog, okay? She was like, no, fuck him, get out. Now, McCarthy accepted her decision and decided to put two more up, and that was the end of that. Of course he fucking didn't. McCarthy threw a bitch fit, withdrew all five nominees, and now said, fuck you, we're going to go start our own commission with hookers and booze. Good. Yeah, and so, let them let them have um, their hold own. Hold on, permission. I'm sorry, I, I can't let you misquote the classics like Shakespeare. Um, it's blackjack and hookers. Sure, with blackjack and hookers. Okay, it is Republicans, so it's probably going to be a little bit of both. Well, that's true, but I think Bender was into legal. Yeah, that's true. The ones the GOP tends to be into these days don't. Bender uh, was clearly a libertarian. No, no, ben, Bender Bender didn't like them underage. She couldn't be a libertarian or or a Republican. True, true that, true that. But I digress. So essentially what's been happening now, I mean, this is all recently within the last couple of days, but the last word we have on it now is that, you know, McCarthy's pulling his five out. He's bitching about about Democrats showing their hand that they clearly don't want this to be a bipartisan effort because they don't 
that's what blows me away about this. It's like they said no to two out of five and the two they said no to only had an interest in making this a shit show that wasn't going to succeed in its goals. Yet that McCarthy shows by a lack of willingness to be bipartisan. And of course, Republicans are just eating it up because again, they don't like to critically think they just swallow whatever they, yeah, Pelosi and her anti-bipartisanship. Well, cause no one, no one, no one's more into bipartisanness than the GOP. Oh yeah, none left. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, all they've done for the that, last like thirty tenets, years is play it? ball with the, with the left. That's all they've 100%, done. Hundred percent, hundred percent. No obstructionism, no racism, mm-hmm. no bullshit. It's it's been it's been those evil Democrats that have been uh, the real problem. Hey, they're the party of Lincoln. Sure, we'll go with that. They're the party of David Duke and the current Klan as well. Which actually fits because Reagan, um, Reagan, uh, Reagan too, uh, but Lincoln was super, super racist and didn't think black people had any rights or should be in America. So yeah, they're, they're, when they said the party of Lincoln, I believe it. Yeah. Keeping in line with the way things have been going, Liz Cheney, of course, came out and blasted McCarthy, uh, supported Pelosi's decision. I recall right. Pelosi put her on the council now, right? Isn't, Cheney I think on, so. isn't Liz Cheney on there? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You know what it is? It's like, and it's not that I have love for Liz Cheney, but I think what we're seeing here is sane Republicans have found kinship with establishment Dems because they're the same fucking group of people. Like, that's really what this is. And they're learning that. But the long and the short of this is, is that the uh, committee is going to meet for the first time on Tuesday next week. First time Tuesday this week. So tomorrow. And it'll start hearing from law enforcement officers about what they witnessed during the January 6th riot. Police officer Harry Dunn and Sergeant, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, folks, but Aquilino Gonnell. And then uh, Metropolitan Police Officers Michael Fanone and Daniel Hodges are also expected to appear before the committee. So it's some some people that were there, some high-ranking officials within the Capitol Police and uh, more local police forces. They're going to testify. And we're going to start seeing this stuff out. I don't think any of this is slated to be uh, hidden. This is all going to be very public. So we're going to start seeing what happened, why everyone thinks what happened happened. And some stuff will probably come out. I, I don't think because a lot of people on the left are like, oh, this is where we're going to find out that uh, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene helped the the rioters. While I don't have any doubt that she probably did, I don't know that anything like that's going to come out. And even if it did, I don't think anyone would care. I really don't think it's good. Not that no one would care, but I don't think it's going to matter one way or the other. I think... Everyone is now completely entrenched in their positions. I think everybody on the left that supports this decision is going to go, well, yeah, we already knew that. And everyone on the right is going to say, so what? They were defending our freedoms. And that's pretty much where we're at with it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the smoking gun that everybody thinks it's going to be. If something like that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was helping them or some other person that was in Congress. Here's the Uh, thing. I just don't. Even if it is, let's just say there's some grand revelation. So what? This is the party that fucking tells Fauci he's a moron. This is the people who let them in the back door. This is the people who who, who claim they're fucking agents of the left. It's like they're they're not, they're not in touch with reality. So it doesn't matter what is brought in. Yeah, uh, you know, because I agree with you, Kay. I don't think we're gonna find it. I don't think we're gonna hear anything surprising. I don't think nope. I'm, there's gonna be one part of this where I'm like, oh, holy crap, look what that. But even if there was. Not a difference. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like the, it's not going to be heard. This is the new normal. This is the new normal. The left still doesn't have the scrote to do anything about it, and they the right, will, the right will just be like, "Yeah, fuck you, Dems. We got you good," and yeah. keep voting them in. Eat more of them, even. We'll see more Marjorie Taylor Greens before this is over. 
Yeah, this this that left the centrist Democratic Party, and again, not even centrist by world standards, centrist by American standards. The centrist Democratic Party has never had the scrot to do anything. We're not seeing him lose spine. We're seeing the Democrats become or the Republicans become unhinged and gaining one. Yeah, and that's all this is. It is unfortunately now an immovable object is meeting a very resistible force. <laughs> you know, we're not we're not rolling a bowling ball into a brick wall. We're rolling a bowling ball into a glass of water. Mm-hmm. Watch the Democratic Party for five minutes and watch what happens to that glass of water. They're steamrolled every time. They can't get anything. They got a fucking majority in both houses. And they can't even pass a signed Jesus a birthday card bill. <laughs> it's just nothing. They could adopt a resolution called thank Trump for his presidency and all hail the GOP and it would get rejected. Like there's just nothing they can do and they won't face that reality. What do we got? We got Biden who's still like, well, I'm going to work with both sides of the aisle and yep. they're living in a fucking in a dreamscape. And again, it's not accidental. It's like these people no. are idiots and don't understand that it's not going to work because it's not. The Republicans also don't believe in most of what they say. But their stupid voter base does. Oh yeah, and their idiots that vote for them believe in this QAnon shit, this 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 capital riot nonsense, this anti-vax garbage. They believe in it, and guess what? Democratic voters are just as stupid, and they yep. keep believing that reaching across the aisle is going to work one of these days. It's not. It's a pipe dream, and it's bullshit. But the Democratic and you think Pelosi? I don't know. Maybe Biden does. He's senile and out of touch with reality too but you think anyone who's actually in charge of the democratic party has any faith that anything's ever going to get bipartisan done no of course not but they have to keep saying it because that's what the democratic party sells the republican party sells hate and racism and fascism and the democratic party sells fucking hope and faith in unicorns <laughs> well and the thing is is people will like on the left will see stories like you know for daryl davis you guys are familiar with him refresh no. me Daryl Davis, for those of you that don't know, uh, he's a well-known black, I think he's a pastor, but he's also an author, pretty celebrated. And one of his claims to fame is that he has befriended and turned about 200 Ku Klux Klan members. Oh, yeah, that fucking guy. Yeah, the guy likes to hug it out with Nazis. Yeah. To his credit, his tactics have, he has done this by befriending them. But what people don't realize, that isn't the norm. Okay, that is a fluke on the measurement scale. You aren't going to hug it out with people that want to oppress you. Here's the thing. But it's not just that they don't want to oppress you. They want to lynch you. Mm -hmm. They want to crucify you. They want to rape your wife, murder your children and then set you on fire. This is not people who don't like you or legislators who are going to fight against your rights. No, no, we're we're, we're talking about fucking Klansmen who literally want to burn your church down while you're locked inside of it. These are monsters. They're they're irredeemable. So I don't care that someone hugged it out and converted someone because, like you said, you're right. It's an outlier. But my bigger thought is how many people, how many innocent people had to die and suffer until they saw the light that you were patiently waiting for them. How long am I going to hold the door open for these pieces of shit? No, I'm sorry. If you're a fucking clan member, you're Nazi, I hope you get shot. If you can figure it out before then, great. Your life was saved. Good on you. If not, no fucking loss. If you're a clan member, if you're a Nazi, if you're any of these things, if you're a fucking proud boy, 
I seriously hope your actions bite you in the ass, and I hope when you go to oppress someone, you pick on the wrong person, and they fucking kill you. Your life means nothing, and your existence causes harm and irreparable damage to gay people, people of color, disabled people. Like, there's pick, pick a group. It doesn't matter. Pick a disenfranchised group, and your existence causes them harm. So if the world is better off without you in it, I hope you leave the planet, and I hope it's by your own fucking hand. And I'm not going to sit here and praise anyone who wants to take the time to convert you or bring you over. Because, no, you should be fucking yeeted. If before someone does the Lord's work and takes you out, you see the light and go, hmm, maybe I should stop being in the clan. Hey, great. Awesome. I'm here for it. Wonderful. Good job. Hooray. But that's the best you're going to get for me. And the only thing I'm going to think besides good, I'm glad there's one less clanman is what a shame you lived because how many people who were hurt because you lived and have existed this whole time. So no, fuck that guy. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. The point I'm making is it's, these outlier situations, nobody here is going to argue that it isn't impossible to convert a Klansman through love and, and kindness. It's obviously possible. The argument here is not about you can't ever do it. The argument is when you look at the grand scheme of things, for every one Klansman that gets converted, probably 10 black people are going to be harmed by Klansmen that aren't. I'm going to be the outlier. I'm going to actually go out on the limb and say you cannot win anyone over with love and kindness. Every time I hear one of these stories about these reformed fucking sheetheads, it's always, well, I was having a lot of thoughts. And then, you know, I noticed that the leader was stealing money and he was banging my girlfriend. And, and I, you know, and, and these guys were, were being hypocrites. It, it, every single time I hear about a Klansman or a Proud Boy or any of these motherfuckers who left and reformed themselves and got a big fancy rose over their swastika tattoo. It was never because someone hugged them a lot. It was always because they figured out for themselves that their leadership was garbage. And then someone happened to being like, no, no, open arms right over here. You can leave. But they had yeah. to already be willing to jump ship. I've never seen a story of someone who was deep into it and then like, but then... That Jewish guy was really nice to me, so I stopped being a Nazi. That's never happened. I don't care, because my original point is still the same. It is, but we're, if, if we're going to make the statement that, like, well, no one's saying it's impossible, and I know most people think it's possible, even if it's rare. I'm saying it actually—I I disagree. I actually think it is completely sure, impossible. Sure, cool. Again, I, I, I have no interest in it one way or the other, because it's not the way to solve the fucking problem regardless. Yeah. That that's and that is that is my point. This idea that if we all just play nice and hug it out, that somehow all of these science deniers, racists, bigots, xenophobes, oppressors, colonizers, like all these people are just gonna wake up one day because we are all fluffy rainbows and kittens to them. No, you're not going to solve this by being nice. Sure. Maybe I'll, I, like if you want to make the argument like, oh, it's been done. Sure. Whatever. I have no interest in arguing whether or not it's legitimately been done or whether, you know, it's some guy that just says it. And what Chris is saying is true. And it was just a happenstance. Don't care. doesn't matter. It's a, an outlier. It's a minority. It's not the norm. You aren't going to fix the problem by playing nice. Those of you that want to try it. Good. Whatever success you have. Congratulations. You had that success thinking you're going to fix everything with that. You're, you're full of it. You're delusional. I, I, yeah. I'm not going to say stop doing it because clearly this is the path you've taken, but eventually I think it will catch up and you will find the Klansman that 
is no interest in, in changing and is going to put a bullet in you. That That is my, my theory about what's going to eventually happen. And I agree. Um, I, I, I agree. It's not going to work and it's not the way to go. I, I simply believe that even having a tiny bit of faith that it could happen is dangerous. Not for you. I'm talking about because I know that's not you. It encourages the fuzzy wuzzy people to come out and keep trying to hug it out and then criticize those of us who don't. And that, I think, is probably one of the bigger issues is the liberals constantly criticizing leftists for not hugging it out with Nazis. But speaking about hugging it out with Nazis, I hear there's been amazing, amazing progress. Uh, and, and the day has been saved. Police brutality is going to be over in Chicago now. Um, they it hugged it out. There was, there was a cookout. Completely stop. Ah, oh, great. I'm, I'm so glad. And it's it's because of this uh, civilian oversight committee. Oh, so they fire all the police and the civilians are in charge of their own autonomous uh, law enforcement now? No. Oh. No, that, that, oh. That's, not what, that would, that's not what happened. Well, I'm losing faith in, in the solution. So Mayor Lightfoot there, uh, she's been working apparently really hard the last couple of years. Perfect name, by the way. Right? For someone who does half-ass measures, Lightfoot is perfect. It's Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, um, I don't have bad things to say about Lori Lightfoot. I do. Her police department is literally a mafia organization. And I agree with you, but her personally, I don't know much about her, so I don't have a whole lot to say. But what I do have to say is about this civilian oversight is literally it seems like it's going to do very little. So let's talk about a little bit. It's it was a city ordinance that was approved today by the uh, the city council or excuse me, not today, yesterday, by a 36 to 13 vote. They needed 34, which is a two-thirds majority. The Civilian Commission to oversee the Chicago PD, it allows for seven elected members. Panel uh, is able to have a vote of no confidence against the police superintendent, the chief administrator of the Civilian Office of Police Accountability, wow, that's a mouthful, and any police board member. Okay, so that's literally all they can do. They can offer a vote of no confidence. They literally have no power to actually do anything. When a vote of no confidence is reached, the city council's committee on public safety within 14 days holds a vote and then the city council uh, members will hold a vote after it is ratified by the public safety committee. And then they must have a two-thirds majority vote that of this vote of no confidence. And then they will think about whether they're going to actually take any action against the chief administrator. This sounds like a Daryl Davis solution all over. So let me get this straight. So they're going to look at stuff. And if a majority of these people, which, by the way, if we think a civilian oversight council is going to be filled with anyone who's anti-cop in Chicago... Good fucking luck. You might as well find someone who's pro-Satan in a Baptist church. So so these people are actually elected by the constituency, not by officials. Uh-huh. So is the mayor and the sheriff. What's your point? Well, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying the this facts is, here, bro. This is reformist garbage. So who, 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 who? You're telling me we're going to get a bunch of people who are going to run into the Black Panther Party who are going to get elected to this fucking council in Chicago? Oh, not no. at all. It's going to be a bunch of fucking bootlickers. So Not we gotta even. get a we gotta get a bunch of bootlickers to get a majority vote that something's wrong, and then want to you know actually do something that might upset the system and cause a little bit of chaos. God for fucking bid! And if we can finally get that, 
they'll write a strongly worded letter and the mayor's going to have to read it and maybe talk about it if right. she feels like it. This this is this is perfect. This is great. Maybe has anyone tried giving the the police commissioner a hug? I'm just saying we may be onto something. I don't disagree with you here. The point that I was trying to make about this is that is that literally this Chicago PD superintendent or the board members aren't even overseen by the city council members. If a vote of no confidence is is levied against the superintendent or the board members, the mayor is the only one that can take any action against them. And that must be explained in writing in 14 days. Mayor Jazzans? Yeah, mayor like okay, right? awesome. So the thing is, is that this isn't actually the bill or the 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 ordinance that Lightfoot originally had put forth. No, this is this is a compromise bill, isn't it? This is absolutely a compromise bill. Originally, she wanted this oversight committee of seven elected civilians to actually have power to fire the superintendent, any board member, or anyone from that. Uh, uh, Administrator of Civilian Office of Police Accountability. That's what she wanted. Almost none of the city council members would even hear that that was something that they wanted. They had a surprise. Someone from the Fraternal Order of Police, the president, uh, John Canazara, not sure, maybe, maybe not. He spoke out against it, saying that another layer of oversight is just ridiculous. It's only going to make coppers more pissed off because more oversight means you're doing something wrong. You need to be watched because you're not doing something right. And it's blaming the police for what's wrong in this city. And we know that numbers don't lie. Police I, I are love not it when the they problem in so this close. city. I love it when they get so close to getting the point. Like, right? He's, police are, he's almost police there. Are not so close. Police are not the problem in this city. Criminals are the problem in this city and the politicians who defend the criminals. And it's it's no surprise. Uh, you try to make it harder for us to beat minorities. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mayor Tenderfeet is really like advocating for the fucking criminals. Oh, my God. But the thing is, is uh, apparently nobody wanted it in, in its original writing. Everybody wanted some sort of additional concession made and then it just barely passed by two-thirds majority yeah we live in a and it's because state. it literally yeah but it literally does nothing and that's kind of the part of the issue that i take with it they it has no actionable measure that's why it passed yeah the committee can basically you know fire off whatever vote of no confidence and nothing actually happens yeah you, you know which door the fox votes through on the head house the one with a fox-shaped hole in it Right. Another example of useless policy for no reason, except for it makes somebody feel good that they had a victory. It's the same bullshit that Joe Biden's been pulling, where Mayor Lightfoot is having a fucking parade damn near that she got something done that she promised to do in her first hundred days. It took her two fucking years and it's not even what she wanted. Absolutely ridiculous. She should have been Biden's VP. Abso-fucking-lutely. That's, that's, that's no malarkey material if i ever seen it. Anyway, uh, that's, that's what I got to say about that. 
Uh, and again, I, I had, you know, it's funny, like it, there's all these stories going on that are nuts. I haven't even heard that one. I didn't hear that until you brought it up when you were talking about what we were going to talk about in the podcast right before we started recording. And it's insane. Like, again, Chicago PD, one of the worst in the nation. It's like Chicago, uh-huh. New York, and L.A. and 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 uh, and Albuquerque. Albuquerque really? is the Albuquerque? one who... Uh, they they actually go hunting. I mean, and when I say hunting, I mean with rifles and killing. They they hunt homeless oh, nice. people for sport. Oh, uh, you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, the cops literally go out shooting people in tents uh, in Albuquerque. Yeah, Albuquerque's fucked up. Yeah, like yeah, New York, L.A., Albuquerque, Chicago. These are like the worst police departments in the country. And with with the exception of Albuquerque, it's because they're humongous, have a shit ton of funding, and have very powerful unions, right? Uh, you know, it's amazing what happens when you can buy the DA or at least intimidate them or get Mayor mm-hmm. Littlefoot to to pass some bullshit for you. But the reason we haven't heard about this stuff is I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the news has been completely taken over. Something about a giant penis in the sky. Yeah. And a rocket so, so ship, s- too. I saw pictures of the giant penis. Yeah. So now if you hey, 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 his name is Je- Jeff Bezos. OK. Oh, no, no, no. I saw pictures of the rocket. I apologize. Huh. To be fair, well, same thing. <laughs> it's pretty meta. Um, but to be fair, like this, this is this is very reminiscent of the early space race. You know, remember, you know, it starts out with small animals and then they had, you know, Laika was the first animal to, to complete orbit was the Russian dog. We had chimps in space. And today we duct taped a leech to a giant dildo and flung it around the earth. <laughs> and... That, for some reason, has dominated American news. And, and I don't even say for some reason, because if you recall, have you been reading that few people are even into the science reading? All these articles are just about the wacky fun and what they were talking. Jeff Bezos offered someone Skittles when they were on the flight. And it's just these, these fluff job bullshit stories. And then I found out. Jeff Bezos gave a hundred million dollars to Van to Van Jones. Why? Because Van Jones is one of the most powerful people at CNN. Yep. Oh, I I realized that, but why did he give him a hundred million dollars? So that CNN was flooded with fluff, fluff pieces about Jeff Bezos in fucking space. Yeah, there you he, go. He says it's because Van. J- and here's the thing. And he also he also was able to put through a little bit of his nonsense because one of the reasons why he said Van Jones was so important is because it was about civility. Because Van Jones can argue people and literally not make ad hominem attacks and that kind of thing. Which, well, of course, Jeff Bezos is slowly becoming the most hated man in the West. No shit he wants people to not make ad hominem attacks. He's becoming fucking Lex Luthor and doesn't like his image. But yeah, and when you're wealthy he, and you don't like your image, do you change? Do you try to look internally and, and, and really change as a human being? No, you spread a bunch of money around until people like you. Yeah, which again, when he gave this money to Van Jones, while he was doing this, Ander, Anderson Cooper all but fellatiated him on air all day long uh, for his entire show. I mean, it was just such an obvious media bribe and no one fucking notices or cares. It's ridiculous. And and my, the best thing about it is is BZ's quote when he was actually asked uh, why he, he, he the, the question was, why should he spend billions flying into space on a giant dick instead of making the world better? And by the way, when we say this, we don't mean, you know, rockets are fallish. No, no. Go look up Jeff Bezos' rocket. It's literally that thing you found in your mom's dresser when you were eight. Yeah, the like, best memes are comparing it to the uh, Dr. Evil uh, dick ship from uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> it, They're it amazing. It really is a dick ship. 
it's it's even circumcised. It's nuts. <laughs> well, it's lacking nuts, but it's yeah. it's a yeah, giant it's, penis. It's got a little, little nuts on the side, little tiny nuts, and it fits. It's really yeah. really appropriate for for what its job was. So when he was asked why he should spend these billions instead of making the and again the words were making the world better. I have a quote for you. His response, we have to do both. And this is on CNN, he says this in his fluff interview. You know, we have lots of problems here and now on Earth, and we need to work on those. And we always need to we always need to look to the future. We've always done that as a species, as a civilization. We have to do both. The guy who's got an overturn rate of human beings of 150% in literally the world's largest human meat grinder where employees piss in bottles and literally die and their co-workers have to keep working around their corpse. That's the guy who's, well, we need to do both. Then do both, you fucking cock. Yeah, because he doesn't. Because you've like, got enough money to do both. Uh, kind of like the client. I seriously hope Jeff Bezos dies horrifically and ironically. Like, I would. I, I hope would this fucking rocket blows up. No, no, no. I want him While to die. he's on it. I want him to be touring an Amazon facility and fall into a giant vat of packing material. And as he's screaming for help, as he's being suffocated, none of the employees will help him because it'll fuck up their metrics. That's, that's how I want BZ to die. Except the fucking rocket is much more likely. Oh, trust me. This is the first time in my entire life. I have ever prayed for a rocket failure. And I know he, he brought that grandma on there. So nobody would root for it. No, grandma's got to go make the sacrifice. But yeah, that's that's what Jeff Bezos did, and that's what we have. We got uh, fucking what's his name, Virgin Virgin Galactic douchebag, British Bezos, <laughs> uh, Richard Branson. Yeah, so so basically, I mean, and this is just uh, so good. Both of these guys raced to space. Neither one of them got to space, by the way. Neither one of them actually got the uh, what was it? The, how many how many kilometers is it until it's actually officially space? Uh, there's a there's a line though. It's called yeah, uh, what's it's the, the, fuck it's the, the something line. line. Oh, it's named after the scientist who decided it mathematically. Doesn't it's a it's a hundred kilometers. Yeah, a hundred kilometers. Neither one of them hit it. I mean, they basically just took really high altitude rocket flights. They didn't actually get into space, but we're the, being told the they're Carmen from the line. There you go, the Carmen line. But we're being told they went into space and they actually didn't do shit um, except blow a bunch of money. And by the way, before anyone's like, well, whatever, let the let the rich people pay for this. And that's OK. We paid for it. Who do you think fucking funded SpaceX? It wasn't yep. Tesla. It was us. And, and who do you think funded the dick rocket extraordinaire? Us. In fact, when not only did taxpayer money fund this fucking thing, when his own organization started hemorrhaging money, like what, two months ago, we gave him $10 billion more dollars, and then he then turned around and used it to buy MGM. Yep. Yeah. We funded this as Americans. Because why wouldn't you buy MGM? Yeah, so it's not even like this is oh. some rich guy buying a toy like when he bought his yacht. Like, he used taxpayer money to go on a fucking dick measuring mission with Richard Branson, because at this point, that's all you can do is compete with other billionaires. And, it, you know, I think and then he had the fucking gall to like thank his customers and Amazon employees. You paid for this. Yeah. And blood. He actually thanked them. I shit you not. Look it up. It's the most self-congratulatory garbage you've ever heard. Again, anybody who's, who's not aware, Amazon is, 
literally Chinese sweatshop levels of, of work atmosphere. Um, it was actually, it was not that long ago. Was, uh, there's a huge uh, story out of Tracy here in California. Oh, hey, no, hey, no. I, hear, I hear they pay $15 an hour. Yeah, they do. And they're, and they're so committed to their work. If you drop dead, they will force everyone to work around your corpse. Uh, also, if you're pregnant, they'll happily kill your child. Yep. Uh, this happened. Uh, Patty Hernandez, a 23-year-old in perfect health, uh, Amazon worker uh, in Tracy, uh, she miscarried after pleading with her manager and human resources for, for lighter duty, begging for lighter duty because she was pregnant. And uh, Vice is the one who broke the story. Uh, it's been vetted. Uh, and basically what they reported was that in the weeks before this happened, uh, Hernandez pleaded repeatedly with her manager, and the, I'm quoting it here, repeatedly with her manager and the warehouse's human resources for lighter duty and submitted a doctor's note to Amazon HR requesting pregnancy accommodations. The note, which, by the way, has been has been they got it and it has been verified as true from the doctor said no lifting, pushing, pulling or carrying more than 20 pounds and no walking or standing for more than 50 percent of her shift. All of those were ignored. Amazon's HR denied her doctor's note, and according to her, said that the denial was communicated. It was she says that it was communicated verbally by an HR rep, and her quote is: "They just told me there was no specific area for light work that wouldn't require over 15 pounds of lifting, or for me to be off my feet." So they forced her to work, even though she had a doctor's note requesting a very legitimate. Um, by the way, in California, pregnancy is an absolute legal disability. And so what happened is she miscarried, immediately started hemorrhaging after they denied her claim. And after she discovered she was bleeding, she notified her manager that she was having a medical emergency and could be miscarrying and went home. She asked for medical leave, which was denied after this. So not only did they deny her her accommodations, then when they knew she was at home miscarrying, they denied her medical leave. Uh, Motherboard actually got the letter from Amazon and they denied her request for Family Medical Leave Act because she hadn't worked enough hours. This is the quote of the letter that Amazon sent her. You are not eligible for leave after they've caused her to miscarry. You're not eligible to leave for under the Federal Family Medical Leave Act because you have not worked 1,250 hours in the previous 12 months. You have worked approximately 841.57 hours, a letter dated October 26, 2020. So that week, as she's at home, being told uh, she's not supposed to be home and she's not going to get accommodations, she has to come back and lift heavy boxes while she's bleeding, and they are not going to give her any leave. Uh, She continued to hemorrhage, and then Amazon never responded. She had two pending requests for California pregnancy disability and medical leave absence, and she had to resign from Amazon because she ran out of personal time, and then her baby died. Which had zero complications, and she was in perfect health before this. That's Amazon. That's Jeff Bezos. This is the company that he keeps, knows about, and applauds. He's doing this on purpose. Amazon is purposely treating everyone as shit as possible, saving every penny they can to kill all competition. They're doing what Uber did. This year, they're going to do it later. Once they've killed all possible shopping issues, once they've destroyed eBay and killed everything, they will then jack up their rates and own everyone. That's the plan. And in the meantime, he's going to go to space and have Anderson Cooper and Van Jones tell everyone what a great guy he is. I actually lost a lot of respect for Van Jones for taking the money. 
Uh, I think it's a real shame because up until uh, this week, I respected the hell out of Van Jones. Um, I don't agree with him on everything, uh, but I really like him. He's a hell of a smart guy, and he's typically on the right side of history, and was really good about things like fighting racism. But the but fact not that on this he, one. The fact that he took a fucking bribe from the one of the world's most evil human beings to promote him, fuck you. Like, done. Like, I'm, I, I can't even count myself as a fan of Van Jones. Not because he did one thing I don't like, because he crossed the line big time, and he just put himself up for sale. He literally sold himself to Jeff Bezos for 100 mil for charity. This is the world we live in. So, no, do not celebrate him. Um, and I'm also tired of the space program being celebrated for wasting money. This is not where American taxpayers should be going. Uh, I think it's ridiculous. We're in a fucking global pandemic. We can't give people health care. People are starving and dying in the streets. And we want to talk about fucking colonizing Mars. I'm sorry. I, I don't care. It's trash. And I am a big fan of NASA. And I'm a big fan of space. But I can't justify this this thought process. And I always get told, well, do we got to do both. We can do both. We can take care of people. We can look to the stars. But we don't. Yeah, we're not. That That's, that's, we're not that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I was listening to another podcast that I really like um, uh, called Skeptic's Guide to the Universe today. And they made this really good point where two of the podcasters were talking. And we were talking about needing the booster shot for coronavirus and how the United States is gearing up to get ready for a round of boosters next year. And it's like, we haven't shipped this vaccine to most of the world still. Poor nations still haven't had round one of vaccinations. And here in the West, where we have all the money in the world, we have all the vaccines in the world. Our problem with getting people vaccinated is that people are refusing it. And I get told, you know, and I heard somebody say, like, well, we can do both. And it's like, but we don't. Then why aren't we doing both? And I don't want to hear about flying into space until we give people health care. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm tired of it because we've always flown into space. We flew into space while lynching was legal. Don't or, give me that shit. And that's we don't just, do both. That's just it. We yes, is it possible for us to do both? Yes. Are we doing both? No. Clearly, the American people and its leaders have decided that we can only do one, and they're picking the wrong fucking one. Yep. And I, I'm I'm here for both. I am absolutely here for taking care of human beings and also flying into space. But I don't think we get to we we we. Yes, you can have your dinner and also have a dessert, but you don't get to fucking say we should have both and then just sit and eat fucking cake all day long. No one, no one's kid is going to get to do that. It doesn't work that way. So no, if we're going to go fucking flying into space, Jeff Bezos needs to pay for everyone's health care. And until then, I say we no, not even cut off his fucking funding. It's cut off his goddamn head. That guy's in need of a guillotine more than anybody in human history. But what do we do? What do we do with people who are so obscenely rich? They can completely... We give them $10 billion to be solvent. Bingo. That's we what we literally do. support it. We don't like what we're doing. Well, your tax dollars are funding what Amazon's doing. Now, it's not just Jeff Bezos either, because there's this one more thing I wanted to talk about while we're on the subject of our dystopian, horrifying future that has apparently become our present. In Handmaid's Tale news, uh, cons- the, the right-wing Republican breeding kink... The conservatives seem to have is totally at it again uh, in today. This is breaking news, but so we're recording this on Thursday. This will be a few days old by the time anybody hears it. Uh, but Mississippi has petitioned the Supreme court to overturn RV Wade uh, in an upcoming case. So basically Mississippi is um, trying to get a law approved that would ban most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Now, by the way, 
their cutoff is currently 16 weeks. So all of this kerfuffle is for over one week. And 16 weeks is a ridiculous time frame anyway. I don't believe if again, if you're going to this is my opinion, if you're going to believe in body autonomy, there is no cutoff. A woman has a right to be a baby factory or a right to not be one. So it's that that's it. That's the end of the argument. Um, and if you decide that you think there has to be a cutoff date, that's fine. But then you are valuing the life and well-being of a fetus over that of an adult woman. And you should take a good hard look at yourself and what you believe in. But what happened in this case? So they're trying to get this through. It's facing a lot of opposition. The the Republican attorney general, her name is Lynn Fitch, uh, said that in a filing that the court should just junk its 73 ruling in Roe and a subsequent 92 endorsement of abortion rights in the case of Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Uh, that decision states, said, and this is important, in Parenthood versus Casey, uh, the decision was that states may not place an undue burden on a woman's right to choose an abortion before fetal viability, which is usually thought to be before 24 weeks or later. And so that's important because basically they're saying that, you know, these laws that come through is the states are not allowed to place an undue burden, which means you're not allowed to make it hard for the sake of being hard, right? So the quote from Attorney General Lynn Fitch is, this is her quote, nothing in constitutional text, structure, history, or tradition supports a right to an abortion, and thus states should be free even to ban elective abortions so long as they show the prohibition promotes a legitimate government interest. Roe v. Wade happened in the 70s. How can you say there is no tradition or history of this being a right when the highest court in the land ruled without compromise or questions that this is a human right? Let me let me just get this straight. So the state is arguing that they should shouldn't have to uh, abide by the federal ruling and that they should be allowed to stop all abortions based on what exactly? Uh, that there is no history or um, tradition or constitutional law that gives women the right to an abortion. Got it. Now, the Supreme Court generally hasn't given a shit. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was pretty much the, the holdoff for it. But now we got three Trump appointees. Okay. And if you recall, again, one of the ways Trump rose to power was, of course, appeasing his base. And the Heritage Foundation is a big part of that. The Heritage Foundation loves two things, white people and fetuses, especially white fetuses. I mean, who have we got in there? So we got we got never should have happened Gorsuch, right? Uh, we got Brett. I scream and cry about beer Kavanaugh, um, and they've already, since being in office, have already voted in opposition to Roe v. Wade because those two shit stains are in office are are in the Supreme Court. All of a sudden, it was actually a close call for the first time since Roe v. Wade, where only Ginsburg was the one holding it over. Well, now mm. Ginsburg's gone. May her memory always be a blessing. We have the new justice, uh, who, you know, if Tommy Laren was literate and went to college, Amy Cody Barrett, right? This, this fucking dipshit Barbie pro-lifer. She's a patriarchal collaborator in chief. She's the one who's in the seat. Uh, we may be looking totally at the end of the defensive row. Completely. Yeah. There's no one left. Even if the even if the centrist, um, uh, what's his name? God, the the centrist chief Johnson. No, Roberts. No, yeah, Roberts. Even if Roberts mm. 
goes with the liberal judges, we're fucked. Because we're going to have fucking Clarence Thomas. We're going to have fucking Amy Conan Barry, Gorsuch, and we're going to have Brett Kavanaugh. Like, this, this dipshit trio has just completely shifted the court over. And again, those three literally got their appointments because they're pro-life. I mean, Amy Coney Barrett literally did. If, if I recall right, I, uh, she's done entire cases and case studies on why abortion needs to be repealed. Yep, she absolutely has. That was one of the, the highlights of when she was selected, why people were calling her out, because she's written about this extensively, citing... Uh, I, I believe she was like a disciple of Scalia. I think she she used a lot of Ugh. his his work as a foundation for her arguments. Great, we got a female Scalia. Yeah, Scalia was garbage. We've said all this, and it actually kind of leads me to what how I wanted to to kind of end this today. I I do, I do have a few people that have written to us, but it was mostly fluff stuff that I didn't want to kind of do right now. Because with all the topics that we've had today, I actually had a user reach out to us. Um, I'm not going to get into details. This is a potential future episode that this person might be involved in, but this person posed a question and I think it it's appropriate in the context of this episode to end on this question and kind okay. of what our thoughts are. It's not so much a question. This person was of the mind that this political divide between the left and the right is largely bullshit basically repeating the line that I'm sure a lot of people heard about how we have more in common than we really don't. Biden and a lot of his his supporters like to push this line. It's like, and a lot of like libertarians and centrists like to do it too. This idea that there really aren't any fundamental differences between the left and the right. We've all been manipulated by media and politics to be against each other when really there's more, we have more in common than not. And I don't think that's true. Not by a long shot. In fact, my, so my personal take on this is that we, our divides are too great. If you're a right winger, even if, even if at your core, you are not against minorities, you aren't against uh, gay people, you aren't against immigrants, you aren't against any of that. You're just this guy that really likes this then how person. how are you a right winger? Well, but again, my point, you're just this person that strongly believes in fiscal responsibility. Even if I accept that is true, which I don't believe anyone that claims that and then votes Republican at all. But even if I accept no. that's true, you're still voting Republican, regardless of what you believe as a person. I've said this before and I'll say it again. When you tick off that R, you are supporting every single thing that representative is campaigning on. And they all campaign on an anti-LGBTQ agenda, an anti-immigrant agenda, an anti-minority agenda, an anti-everything agenda. Well, and to say I'm socially liberal but fiscally conservative is also a garbage statement because socially liberal, fiscally conservative, uh, that means uh, I changed my profile picture to a rainbow flag during Pride and then I spend the rest of the year shitting on people. Being fiscally conservative means you actually vote for social safety nets to fail. You vote to defund social programs and things that actually help people. So, no, you're not socially liberal if you're fiscally conservative. You cannot be both. You cannot say, I am both nine feet tall, but I'm also three feet tall. It doesn't work that way. You cannot be both. They are tied to each other. Fiscal and social policy have a relationship and to sabotage one with the other, it doesn't make you, it doesn't make you a genius. In fact, it makes you an idiot. 
And like what you say, like, well, it's just it's just about money. Everything else is so, well, okay, then fine. You then you're a fucking liberal accountant. You're not a right winger. Yeah. You, if you say you're on the right, that means you don't believe gay people are human beings who deserve the same rights. If you say you're on the right, that means you don't believe people of color deserve the same rights and protections. You think nothing's wrong with the way police act in this country. You think imperialism and foreign wars are fantastic. You love it when soldiers shoot babies over oil. The status quo is fantastic and you love it in the American way. Well, the American way is global domination and racism. The American way is slavery. This is the American way. The American way is, is is women being forced to choose between paying rent or sacrificing their inborn, unborn child. Yep. That's the American way. And so what's your take on this, Kay? I actually was going to say that uh, if you're middle right or middle left, you are the same. Yes. I agree with that. And, and the problem is, is that most people don't see anything other than middle left or middle right. They group leftists in with liberals and the democrats they group the far right racist you know libertarian all of those people in as republicans and they don't see a difference yeah especially especially republicans do that all the time like anytime people talk about trump or whatever or they talk about again the january 6th thing that matt was talking about earlier what do you hear the republican pushback to well the democrats don't do anything about antifa and it's like those are those have nothing to do with each other people in antifa fucking hate democrats democrats don't like antifa but that's my point is that if you look at it through the lens of all of this or all of that. Yeah, they're the fucking same. But it, it, it goes back to my original point. And again, I don't care about centrists. I really don't. Like, they're not a part of this. I'm talking about Agreed. specifically the left, and, the left and the right in this country, I don't believe have any middle ground. Agreed. I, I don't believe yeah. for a second that they do. I don't think we can come together because we are diametrically opposed what we want and how we think this country should move forward are completely opposite and and uh, against each other. One group thinks that minorities and the LGBTQ community are subhuman. I disagree with that. And I don't know how we find common ground on that. I don't care if we both like bowling on the weekends. I'm not going to suddenly think you're my best friend the moment you start telling me that black people are responsible for their own problems. No, you're a piece of human garbage and fuck you. Yeah, 100%. The idea of agreeing to disagree is when we're we're talking about uh, the difference of half percentage on a tax bracket, uh, not on whether or not people are humans. Yep. There was no agreeing to disagree. So no, I, I think that statement is Pollyanna garbage, and I think it belongs. That, that opinion sounds like it comes out of the Joe Biden uh, election campaign. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I wanted to exactly. end, end the podcast today. We all put our opinions. I want to hear from our listeners as always. Uh, those that disagree with, agree with us, disagree with us, have their own takes, submit it. I'll be putting some polls up on our social media this week to get some feedback. Um, love to hear back from you guys. That That's where I want to end this one for me. Chris, okay, anything from you guys? So before this is over, I actually want to do a shout out to one of our listeners, TV Gamer, a guy named Tim, uh, who I actually talked to a lot on our Discord. Um, and he actually posted something, and I got the opposite message from him. Uh, Ted Cruz uh, made this uh, this argument saying that if Biden wins in November, uh, the Democrats are just going to say everything's fine. They're going to make everyone go back to work and all this. And of course, Ted Cruz was basically trying to you know push the agenda that 
the vaccine's a hoax and the shutdown is bullshit. But Ted Cruz actually got it right. As sad as that is to say, and as much as it fills Ugh. the back of my throat with bile, Ugh. I know, but Ted Cruz was right. That's exactly what happened. The Democrats told us everything was fine, right? I mean, look what's happened. Biden has told everyone they have to work or die. He'll take away your unemployment if you don't go work at McDonald's part-time. Uh, it doesn't matter if you get evicted or you're getting thrown out of your house. None of that fucking matters. Fuck you. Fuck your student debt. That's not getting forgiven. Uh, screw over the poor and the homeless. We're going to clear out parks and, and, and take people's tents away. Um, and especially fuck your kids being safe. We're going to send them back to school. Uh, even if the schools aren't ventilated, we're not giving them vaccines. Uh, it doesn't matter because all that matters is that you get your ass back to work. And so we're going to reestablish the, the governmental uh, child care system, which is what school basically is now so you can go back to work and die ted cruz was actually right buddy it's messed up but he was completely right that is exactly what the democrats have given us everything's fine now go back to work obey i reject your reality and substitute my own That brings up our week, and make sure you tune in next week. We are actually going to talk about the secret herbs and spices of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Obviously, it's not what we're going to talk about next week. But tune in next week. We will be here. Thanks for being here with us. We will see you then. Until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And remember, the revolution is you.